Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Good afternoon. At the time will be Real Time. Clapping or just trying to kill the Zika mosquitoes? Because you know that. Did you hear about that shit? Scary. We don't need a wall on the border. We need a giant bug zapper. Jesus. They. <laughs> they, they said now Zika could be transferred through uh, oral sex. <laughs> My apologies to home viewers who may have just stopped. I. I. I, I no, that's. It's kind of scary. Oral sex. They said to be safe, uh, either wear a condom or get married. <laughs> but hey, how about that campaign? Uh, the gloves... <laughs> the gloves are off uh, this week between Hillary and Donald Trump. I have not seen bad blood uh, between a blonde lady and a weirdo in clown makeup like this. Uh, since I double dated with Johnny Depp. I mean, this is, this, oh, oh, poor, I like Johnny Depp, poor guy, what a rough month, his movie tanked, his mom died, his wife left him, and he can't use the men's room in North Carolina. What a <laughs> terrible month. <laughs> but you know who else had a horrible week? Donald Trump had a horrible week. He had a press conference where he told the press to go fuck themselves through a whole hissy fit. And now, of course, to be fair, he had just learned the tragic news that a zookeeper in Cincinnati shot his father. Uh, but, but no, he's... Two scandals this week. Vetgate about the veterans. You saw that. The Washington Post exposed him. Documented proof that Trump promised to donate money to veterans, didn't, and then lied about it. And, you know, Donald Trump, he comes out there, he's like, running a political campaign is hard enough without a bunch of people (laughs) fact-checking. You know... Not taking any responsibility, saying something is everybody else's fault. That doesn't sound very presidential. That, to me, sounds like a... a whiny little bitch. A whiny little bitch. 
And then there was Trump U Gates, Trump University graduates. Where are my Trump University people? It's a great school, the Fighting Orange Men. Come on, it's a great. Co- no. Now, you know about that scam is Trump University. A judge ordered documents unsealed. And of course, we found out, as we knew, it's all about preying on desperate people and taking their money, just like a regular university. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you give. Trump money to learn the secrets of business. And then, of course, you have to give more money to learn the really great secrets of business. Please, it's Scientology without the volcanoes. That's what this is. (laughs) And this is... This is who Republicans are lining up to nominate, and they are lining up. What happened to the Never Trump movement? Remember that? Wasn't that long ago? Well, you know, the people who've been trying to find an alternative to save the world from Donald Trump came out with the guy this week. They have the guy, the third-party candidate, who's going to do it. It's David French. (laughs) And everyone went, who the fuck is David French? Some National Review writer, nobody had ever... This is the best thing they could do. And the funny thing, David French said a couple of weeks ago, he would vote for Donald Trump if he was the nominee. (laughs) Another David French flip-flop. So (laughs) typical of David French, isn't it, folks? And then... (laughs) I mean... They all came around. Paul Ryan who's been dithering for a whole month, now he said, oh, yes, he's going to endorse Trump, which is good news for Trump, and a crushing blow. It's a crushing blow to the David French campaign. It's just... (laughs) So, uh, but the person who did have a good week this week, I thought, was Hillary Clinton. She gave a... (laughs) blistering foreign policy speech said Donald Trump doesn't have a clue. She said, imagine Donald Trump making life and death decisions. Someone that thin-skinned who lashes out at the smallest criticism and immediately Trump tweeted, bad performance by Crooked Hillary, (laughs) reading from the teleprompter bat. See, that's it. He cannot stop himself. I think we're at that part of the movie where we find out how to defeat the monster. (laughs) That's it, Captain. We found out he has no default mechanism. And Hillary also found out what to call him. You know, the way he brands everybody. She just called him Donald. Just the first name with dripping condescension. (laughs) Donald, like he's a cartoon duck. (laughs) So, that was encouraging. And, of course, the California primary. We finally get to vote, and it might matter. On Tuesday, they're all out here. Hillary's out here campaigning. Bernie, Donald Trump is out here. You know, you saw this. This is going really over well in California. He said that we have no drought. (laughs) You saw that, right? He said, we have no drought. Uh, You know those dead patches in the middle of your lawn? Okay, here's what you do. Just take the grass and comb it over from the back and the sides. and John Avalon are here. And a little later, we'll be speaking with Neil deGrasse Tyson. But 
First up, he is a Seattle-based entrepreneur and venture capitalist who in 1995 invested all his money, $45,000, into a startup called Amazon, made him super rich. Now he is known as the godfather of raising the minimum wage. Nick Hanauer. Nick, how you doing, sir? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Okay, so... How are you? You're, I'm good. You're, you're a very rich man who wants to raise the, the minimum wage. How did you get to be the godfather of this? Well, to be clear, uh, without the courage of Occupy and the work of fast food workers around the country, we would not be having this charming conversation. But, you know, uh, it, so if you care about this country, then you're interested in not seeing it ripped apart by economic inequality. And if you care about fixing that, you have to go straight at the ideas mm. that propelled economic inequality because our policy is driven by ideas and the ideas that have framed this debate are what I affectionately call trickle-down economics, which is really three things. It is tax cuts for the rich, deregulation for the powerful, and wage suppression for everyone else. And to understand how wage suppression works, it's important to understand, you know, it, it, the, the idea that drives that is this incredible, insidious, repeated thing, which is if, if jobs go up, employment goes down. If, if, if oh, wages yeah. go up, employment goes down, right? That, yeah, that, it, no, that's bullshit. Yeah, I yeah, said that was that's bullshit. right. And, and, and the thing is, yeah. is that it has been repeated endlessly in right. our country. And the facts are there right. is no evidence for this whatsoever. But if you can get the broad public to believe that if wages go up, employment will go down, you yeah. get 40 years of I, I, wage suppression. The, the uh, former CEO of McDonald's said a couple of weeks ago that uh, if we have to raise wages, you know, we'd have to go to, we'd have to, go to automatic servers. You know what? Bullshit, because yes. they already would have done that. If, if they, they could have. If they, of course, of course. And so the thing about the $15 minimum wage is that it is a way to litigate that idea by showing people that, in fact, the fundamental dynamic in a, in a, in a capitalist uh, economy is that when workers have more money, businesses have more customers and hire more and workers. Also, the other thing is, one thing I know about being poor, because I was poor, yeah. is you eat shit. Yes. You have to eat shit. Yes. That's the way our country is designed. Yes. Only wealthier people can buy, you know, whole paycheck. Yes. Is what they call whole foods. Yes, you know. right. Okay. Right. And what is the biggest sucker of our uh, budget is health care. Yes. If people didn't right. have to eat shit, no. then we wouldn't have this giant health care bill that we yes. don't know how to it, deal it, with. You know, keeping the minimum wage low, and it is, you know, the minimum wage is at historically low levels. If it had tracked inflation, it'd be ten and a half bucks. If it, if it had tracked productivity, it'd be $22. Right. If it had tracked the wages of the top 1%, it would be $28 today. Keeping the minimum wage low is the most awful form of corporate welfare because all it does is it subsidizes the profits of giant corporations and socializes the costs on the public. For instance, these giant health care costs, which are all part of this terrible feedback loop that we need to break through collective action. Right. And, of course, the people who work... Uh, <laughs> people who work for a minimum wage uh, wind up being on welfare. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Walmart Which alone. means we are subsidizing... Yes. I mean, McDonald's, what do they make, $25 billion a year or something like that? Yeah. No, uh, so uh, we're subsidizing that. 
the, the, the best example of this is Walmart, which is our nation's largest employer. Sure. They have a million four, uh, 1.4 million workers. A million of them basically are in poverty. And every year, the public subsidizes Walmart workers to the tune of about $6.5 billion a year. It's, it's, it's astounding. Meaning this, they have to go on food stamps. Uh, and they Medicare don't get paid and all this stuff. En- they don't, they don't get, get paid, paid enough. enough so right. they have to go on food stamps, Medicaid. These are all it's, government programs. Exactly. Right. It's completely nuts. And, you know, the thing about capitalism, if it's well-formed, it works quite well. I'm old-fashioned. I don't see why giant profitable companies shouldn't pay their workers enough so that they don't need public assistance. And here's the thing. Companies like Walmart... <laughs> so the thing... The thing about our economy is that you can think of it as in two. We have two economies. We have the real economy, where companies pay their workers enough to robustly participate in the economy as consumers, go out and buy other people's stuff, and pay taxes into the system. But you have these giant profitable corporations like Walmart and McDonald's that pay their workers so little that they can't afford to buy anything from anybody and don't... don't Except Walmart and McDonald's. Well, yeah, and, right. and, yeah. and, and pull, pull, pull services out of the system. And, and there's just no reason for this parasitic behavior. This is not an economic necessity. This is a preference. I mean, who wouldn't want that deal if you can get it? And it is the responsibility, I think, of all of us collectively to end that practice by slowly and surely and by a pretty big amount raising the minimum wage and making all this nonsense and, go and away. You, and you think the... Uh, <laughs> you, you think the underclass is going to rise up at some point? I mean, that uh, there's going to be pitchforks at the gate, right? Yeah, I mean... Because that never happens. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't happened so far. I've often Well, it hasn't the, happened the... here lately, but, I mean, you know, you have to remember that it wasn't that long ago in our nation's history when the, when the you know, the governor of Idaho was murdered uh, because... I oh, Yeah, it was, only, it was uh, 100 years ago or so. Yeah, Here's the really funny part about that, Bill, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a jury acquitted the people who murdered him, Right. They did because, well, you know, he deserved it. Uh, uh, and those, and, and, and those but, but were that, the pitchforks. But that can't be right either. Can well, it? that can't be right. Okay. But good. it is kind of. Um, so... It's kind of so... entertaining. So here's, here's the point I want to make. Here's the point that's so, I think, so indispensable is that, like, when Paul Ryan or one of these trickle-down clowns says, when, 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 when wages go up, employment goes down, that sounds like a description of reality. That sounds like legit economics. It is not. It is an intimidation tactic masquerading as an economic theory. It's a way, it's a way for powerful people, it is a way for powerful people to bully people without power. Uh, it, it, look, it's the oldest trick in the businessman's job suppression handbook. You ask for a raise, you ask for a raise, I threaten to fire you. And people right. have to begin to hear this for what it is. It is not a description of reality, it is it is them saying, in other words, we matter, you don't. You sound like you're going to be a politician. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No? No, 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 You no. sound like it. You sound like you got your speech down. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. No, 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 my... No. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. I'm glad you're speaking yeah, out okay. for what you're speaking yeah. out about. Thank you. Thank I you. think you will. All right, let's meet our friends.
I know a politician when I hear one. Okay, even if he doesn't know. He's the editor-in-chief of the Daily Beast, CNN political analyst, and author of Wingnuts, Extremism in the Age of Obama. John Avlin back with us. Hey, John. Hey, man. He is the editor-in-chief of Reason Magazine. Matt Welch is back. Hey, Matt. Oh, three guys. All guys. Hey, all guys hanging out. A sausage party. All right. <laughs> He's the host of Iceland's Wang's World and author of the new memoir, Double Cup Love on the Trial of uh, the Trial. The Trail. <laughs> Freudian slip there, Eddie. Of uh, family family of the family feud, food, and broken hearts in China. Isn't there any fucking title that's short anymore? <laughs> Eddie Wang. I should have wrote it in Chinese. Remember, send us your questions for tonight's overtime. So we can answer them after this show on YouTube. Okay, I thought it was a pretty encouraging week for fans of sanity. Uh, but I tell you what bugged me about this week, I guess it's every week. Um, if Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders had been found to be exploiting veterans, as Donald Trump was found to do, red-handed, exploiting them and promising them money and then found out he didn't send it, caught in a lie, and then send it the day they found out, their campaign would be over. I am so tired of there being two rules for this campaign. One rule for the Republican Party and one rule for everybody else. It's because we don't expect much of Republicans. It's we what? don't really expect much. Like, when I read the news about Donald Trump, I was just like, well, that's par for the course. That's I'm surprised he didn't pay. Right. But, but I mean, about... maybe that's wrong. Maybe I need to change my it's, expectations. It's not about Republicans. It's about Donald Trump and the sort of blizzard of lies strategy that he's deployed from the beginning. You, you know, if somebody lies every day, multiple times a day, it stops being noteworthy. The process of holding him accountable becomes more difficult. He benefits from Re- it. Absolutely, that's which is so why it's our job in the news, to, more than anything else, to call bullshit on him. That's well. what we need to be doing. Well... Excuse me if I don't hold my breath for that to happen. We will. It's difficult to do live broadcast television fact-checking. There's only a handful. Jake Tapper had a great interview with Donald Trump today. Go on YouTube. You'll freak yourself out watching him talk about Mexican judges and whatnot. It is hard. There's a handful of people who are good at it. Jake Tapper's good. Anderson Cooper, Megyn Kelly, a few people. But he's such good... Megyn Kelly? Excuse me. Can we go through this bullshit for a second? Megyn Kelly asked him one tough question at the debate. Wait a second. One tough question. And then, of course, the stupid media anoints her as a genius because she asked one tough question. Then she, for months, he's just belittling her. She's on the rag. She's an idiot. She's a bimbo. Her ratings are terrible. Then she comes begging him for an interview where she says nothing is going to be out of bounds. You know what was out of bounds? Journalism. (laughs) She didn't ask one tough question. That was not... It was a a profile in cowardice. That was not a high-point interview. I totally agree with you. But I I was impressed with her in her in the debate and in other debates and with other candidates. I'm saying that it's difficult. That's not funny. <laughs> Good, for Good for you. Good for you. There you go. How no. hard is it to check, though? It's, the Washington Post did the report. He didn't pay. Like, he said he was going to pay. It's been, what, like five months since then? And he didn't pay. Like, that's not hard it, to check. But that's I'm, I'm not saying this as an excuse. I'm saying yeah. what he uses to exploit. He uses the fact that he's entertaining. He knows this. He's more yeah. entertaining at a press conference than Bernie Sanders is, sadly. You want to watch like the train Bernie. wreck. But, uh, and and, you, and, and uh, that's these what, people but, run the microphones and, because they get ratings. Wait, wait a second. They're but, not good. 
who covers him more than anybody? MSNBC. MSNBC does. The people who are supposedly there, the liberal network, who want to stop him. They're supposedly journalists. They cover every word he says like it's a papal visit to and that, America. And that's the thing. Donald what? Trump... Right. You're right. It's partly because Donald Trump has gamed the system because he gets that more than a liberal or conservative bias, the media has a conflict bias. So he feeds that beast. And the media gets stuck in an abusive relationship with Donald Trump where he attacks them, but he needs them. And they keep them on because they need ratings and they want access. That's a profit bias. You're damn right. That's a The media isn't liberal. They're just biased toward money. And conflict. And power, too. That's right. Well, his, his appeal is but, very, very easy to understand. It's like every friend I had in high school had a Scarface poster. People like bad guys. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. Like, yeah. say hello to the that's, bad guy. That's, that's true. The tough guy. But, but also, he, when he attacked the media in that press conference, I think he did something that was unfair. Obviously, he does many things that are. But he, he lumped the news print media mm-hmm. with the television media. He was exposed by the Washington Post. That's an actual newspaper. There are still a few left. I have a lot of quibbles with the New York Times, but they're still a newspaper. Yeah. And then he goes after Jim Acosta and somebody else who work in TV news. That is a whole different kettle of fish. They are vapid ratings whores. They are traitors to journalism. Oh, wait a Not second. Always. What? No? Not always. Not always. always. You know what? Let me show you something. I, I, we wanted to put together a little montage on this show to show you what goes on on the evening news, which is supposed to be still a newscast that gives people the news. They are less than Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> show this little clip. This is on the nightly news. Right. A lot of kids go to the park to see ducks, but five-year-old Kylie Brown of Freeport, Maine, takes her duck to see the park. Now with the surge in what some are calling drunk shopping. Finally tonight, from time to time, everyone needs a hug. Kids volunteer their time reading to pets. Tonight, 78-year-old Shirley Webb deadlifting 225 pounds at her gym near St. Louis. A rift between the Queen's corgis. What are you seeing with jerky sales? Oh, jerky sales are exploding. Are unicorns real? What is your goat's name? Stella. And what's your name? Oh, that's special. Yeah, there's your nightly news. So, you know, when... I, I, I'm so conflicted when Donald Trump attacks the media because uh, it's, it's like that Gawker story. You saw that? Uh-huh. Gawker, okay, was... Uh, we found out that this billionaire, Peter Thiel, uh, hates Gawker because they outed him. Mm-hmm. So he is the sugar daddy for Hulk Hogan in his lawsuit. He wants to drive Gawker out of business. I don't think it's a good thing when billionaires can drive media outlets out of business, except, on the other hand, Gawker are fucking whores. <laughs> I, I, it's so hard to feel sorry for the media when, when they're so sleazy. And what? that's why Donald Trump attacks the media, because you hate the media, you hate the media, even though you work in the no, media. No, you hate the media. Everyone hates the media. I don't know, I kind of like don't, media. It's an, it's an applause line. <laughs> but, it's but Donald, Donald Trump uses it for deflection. And don't forget that the Constitution doesn't mention political parties, but it doesn't mention journalists, right? We're doing our job when we try to hold public figures to account, especially if they think they're going to be president and they're con men demagogues but like Donald Trump. you don't hold them to account. We absolutely do that. We've been tough on Donald you, Trump from the no, beginning. No, you haven't. And we have. We have. Why do you, no, look, wait, he, one of his, his senior counsel threatened one of our reporters There's a reason why none of these that. guys do this show. Who? Donald? Because they're scared of Donald, death. Hillary, of Bill course. Clinton. None, they never do this show. Obama, don't do this show. Rambo the only one who has the balls to do it, Bernie. Yeah, and that's wrong. And, and those cats should come on this show. But look, 
Of course, because politicians. they don't hold them to account. Because that's the deal. I'll be nice to you. I won't push you too hard, and you'll do my Look, job. We the and da- I won't make that. We deal. at the Daily Beast have been tough on Donald Trump from the beginning, unapologetically. They've threatened our reporters. We've published the threats because we will not play that game. We will stand up to bullies, bigots, and hypocrites like Donald Trump every day. I might read the Daily Beast now. That's right. <laughs> and he's going to read the Daily Beast. Check out this yeah, website right. that you have. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, can we talk about Trump University? Yeah. Uh, because you know, every week I say, you know, uh, I try to appeal to the people who are thinking about voting for Donald Trump and say, what about the red flags? Aren't there a lot of? Yeah. There. Oh, and there. every week we got our new. So, like, this week there were too many to even count. I mean, my favorite was the cover of the USA Today the other day. 3,500 lawsuits he's filed. I was one of them. Thank you. Uh, that, to me, is a bit of a red flag. It's, when it's huge, especially when you talk about how he treats the Washington Post, which has been one of the toughest papers on him. He has singled out Jeff Bezos, who owns the Post, yeah. for criticism, saying, ah, he's got a bunch of tax deals, we have to go after him and look at that. He will use this punitively, and he has a track record. 1,900 of those law- lawsuits he initiated. It wasn't him on the receiving end. The pirate end. deal story, though, is really interesting to me because... It, that, that was a catch-22 for me. I don't like that our system, you can buy elections and you can buy media and you can buy lawsuits, right? You can mm-hmm. win in court with money. But Peter Thiel, what he's doing, I'm not against taking down Gawker because Gawker really does invade people's privacy. Right, and it's, the... outing people for being gay is, like, right. unconscionable. Yeah, that's but, just but, unconscionable. But, but, that's not the media's purpose. Look, that's not First Amendment but, you're protecting. Peter Thiel, this this is one of the only people who could get, make people feel sorry for Gawker, right? I mean, they have gone things about cynicism and snark and cruelty as news, and that's not cool. It's not the way you should play ball. But, you know, secretly trying to undermine and bankrupt uh, news outlets through legal violence, I mean, that's what Donald Trump has effectively done through his thing. Look, you got a guy who's a serial lawsuit abuser running for president who's being praised by North Korea, China, and Russia, you know, a thrice-married draft dodger. I mean, we're through the looking glass. I mean, Democrats would get the hell kicked out of them if they were nominating this guy. Okay. I'll, all right. We went back to media there, I guess. Uh, let me just say, it's, so, as long, it's all right. As long as we are, <laughs> let me just say one more thing about that. Donald Trump kept saying, I don't have any corporate backers like the other people. I'm self-funded. The media is his corporate backer. Two billion dollars of free media. So that's bullshit, too. Okay. I just, I just want to uh, quote this from the Trump University manager, because this came out this week. I mean, these are the people who worked for Trump University. He said, I believe Trump University was a fraudulent scheme. It preyed upon the elderly and the uneducated to separate them from their money, and that is religion's job. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, I feel like... I feel like Hillary, I feel like Stella got a groove back this week. Mm -hmm. That speech that Hillary made, and she finally stumbled, and I do mean stumbled, because they tried everything else, attacking Trump. He's a a phony and he's a bully, all the things they like about him, you know. He's he's a fraud. Yeah. He's a scam artist. This could could stick, right? It did. This came up earlier in the campaign, like in February of this year, for one of those, like, brief shining weeks when a Republican would criticize (laughs) Donald Trump and then die, like some kind of weird insect. (laughs) Um, So the Trump University came up, and it stuck because it's a total metaphor for his campaign. Exactly. He's a con artist using his brand name for people who are gullible and trying to shake as much money out of them as possible, uh, appealing to their own sense of insecurity. And and, and preying on folks who can't afford 
afford it, encouraging them to get in debt. That's what we should be calling him as con man Donald. And Hillary did get her groove back as a former speechwriter. That was a great speech. She did a clear contrast. She used humor, and she hung him by his own words. And there's a lot of that. She also said, you know what? Think about the consequences. This is not a fucking game, people. This is electing the president of the United States. Right. But can we can we save one word? Can yes. we save one word of, of criticism? This was a foreign policy speech by a former secretary of state, and the word Libya wasn't mentioned once, a place where she is described as us using smart power at its best. So, yes, it was a great negative hit on Donald Trump, and it was accurate in its critique of him. Yeah, I agree. I think the thing that Hillary has to do now, which she is starting to do, is she's looking through Trump, and she's looking to the constituency that's rallying around him, and now she's going to start talking to the constituency instead of this stick man that's Why does she have to answer for Libya? You know, because she pushed for that intervention strongest in the administration, and Libya wasn't a good idea to intervene. That's, well, I mean, that's well, okay. You want to make, the, keep people accountable here. She was accountable. Everybody for that. on this show seems to have amnesia about what was going on in Libya. It was about to be a humanitarian Absolutely. crisis. There were. That's all that it started out. Syria. Yeah, there, there should never. There should never. Good have, idea to invade. There should not have been a consulate in Benghazi. No, this isn't you know, about Benghazi. Put, put Benghazi aside. This is not Benghazi. Not Benghazi. But it's Benghazi. it's about like the lack of follow through after after the intervention. That that's okay, what. But but I still think all these Republicans who say you know I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. This is their big lineup. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump because Hillary would be worse. The question of this election is, please tell me, how would Hillary be worse? Yeah, it's on. It, there's no way. Ask there's absolutely Bell. no way. <laughs> uh, ask someone, ask someone who has, has but, any, but, any intention to vote for him, but which that, I don't. Yeah, but that's the thing is, all, all the argument that the Trump rationalizers are using right now is they fall in the line. Because they haven't fallen in like love. Like ants, is, they yeah, fall in line. It, 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 is, it is just total BS rationalization. And the reality is, and, and you know, Republicans have made this point too, is that supporting Donald Trump is not a political decision. It's a moral decision. And right. folks are going to be accountable if they back a demagogue running for And that was part of the, right. what was good about her speech as well. She made that claim. It, he's not fit for the office. Okay, so uh, not that I have to tell you guys, but primitive tribes <laughs> who've had no contact with civilization were in the news this week. What? Okay. It's true. Look at the picture. Isolated Amazon tribe and Brett makes contact with outsiders. And this is now a big debate among anthropologists and ethnographers. How should we approach this? Should we try to keep them in their pristine innocence away from the civilized world or to accept the inevitable? They're going to be met by civilization at some point. Should we do that? And we agree with the second point. That's why we put out the Amazon primer. <laughs> <laughs> So you're joining the modern world. Would you like to hear some of the tips we have for the try? Okay. For example, see, it's Amazon Primer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your spear will come in handy as a selfie stick. There you go, right? Uh, we don't eat grubs, ants, or fungus, but if you really miss it, try Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Women must cover their bare breasts in public, but we make an exception for Rihanna. It's a good exception. Beautiful. Riri. <laughs> Under Obamacare, if you like your medicine, man, you can keep your medicine. <laughs> I know your real name is... But give the kid at Starbreaks a break and say Ken. <laughs> Tips. If you plan to sneak into America, hurry. 
Oh, here's an important tip for the, If you want to feel good here in America, you only need to know three words of English. I have glaucoma. <laughs> Jiffy Lube doesn't really change your oil. They just take your money and hide in that little hole. <laughs> this is something they're going to need to... Throwback Thursday doesn't mean you get to be a cannibal again. You see... <laughs> Right, because you all have so many good friends among the indigenous people of the Amazon. God, I hate liberals. Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is not wearing war paint. He's always that color. <laughs> and if some guy named Sting calls, just tell him you're busy. <laughs> All right, he's America's favorite astrophysicist who hosts National Geographic Star Talk and is the director of the Hayden Planetarium, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is over here. Neil deGrasse Tyson, how are you, my friend? All right, look at you. Hey, you always, you always have one of your. You always have one of your science-y ties. Though. I, 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 I never know when I need to reference it in conversation. <laughs> right, that's exactly. Why. Actually, that's good for me, because I can see it. Now, that's Saturn, right? Uh, I, so, four of our giant planets have rings, but this is likely Saturn. Now, I, I yeah. watched your, your show, Cosmos, like, yeah. over and over. I love that show. Well, thank you. And thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, you referred to Saturn on that show as the crown jewel of our, of our solar system. Because it's, it's be beautiful. It's, if you've ever seen oh, Saturn... I just wanted you to give me credit for remembering that. Oh, thank you. You, get, <laughs> you not only get credit for remembering, if you've ever seen Saturn through a telescope, it is jaw-dropping. Really? And it can transform your life, as it did mine. Why? Saturn through a telescope. <laughs> it's a planet with a right. ring and other moons yeah, orbiting okay, around okay, it. Okay, and okay, okay. I'm just saying. Okay, okay, it's... okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Easy there. All right. we're, we're, not, we're not all nerds, okay? All right, I'm just saying. We don't all look for the telescope and then orgasm about it. Okay. So, but speaking of that... It just means I, you've now, never seen it through a telescope. That's uh, evidence. But even if I had... You wouldn't would, be speaking that way. It wouldn't even... Even if you had. No. I am certain... Thus is the power it, it, of the universe on the soul. It would not compare to the beauty of a woman. No, the universe <laughs> has boundless heavenly bodies for just that purpose. Okay. You fuck who you want to fuck. <laughs> now, uh, now, <laughs> speaking of the Big Bang, I, I, I know... <laughs> I know we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go at it again just to see if you <laughs> can keep your story straight. Okay, go on. Because, uh, like, I'm a believer in science, but, but, but I just got to... You don't have to believe in science. No, I know, I know. You're right, you're right. It is true whether know, or not I you know. believe that's, in that's it. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what you meant. I don't... What, I'm just... You sat right, me here. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so... Let's go through the Big Bang again. Now, the, the universe is uh, 14 billion years old. Yeah, about 14 okay. billion years. And uh, let's just... Now, I know everything was just in a little... Small. How big? Like that big? Small pinhead size, yeah. Pinhead size. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's, just say, let's just say the Earth was in there. We know it was... More. I'm going to get to that. That which would become the Earth was in there, yes. Right. Now, it's true that, like, atoms... Yeah. Uh, the same amount of atoms were always in the universe, right? Yeah, they just basically. changed form. Okay. Well, atoms, they can become energy and back and forth. But, I mean, like, if you put the Earth in that little thing that was... Yeah. Just the Earth. 
you're saying that we it condensed because we can picture that condensing at the very earth, high temperatures so matter much and energy that all of the earth would fit into that little thing yeah yeah it, but it would not be stable it would explode and give us the big bang but wait that's so, why we have so the big now bang. let's picture the earth the whole earth in that one little thing but it's not just the earth and the earth was uninhabited Christ, christie was not on the earth at the time correct <laughs> correct but the that atoms would, that, that would become Chris, christie we're destined, yes. Okay. <laughs> because I've tried to, like, close a suitcase before. And, like, you think you got... <laughs> just, you know, and then there's that one last thing. And you dangling out, you got to stuff right, it in. I'm there, okay. I'm with you. So, but okay. The, okay, so we fit the Earth in there. And then we fit the Sun and all the planets and all the galaxies into that one little thing. And you expect me to believe that instead of Jesus. I, so, the difference is, perhaps, that... All evidence we have on the universe points to that scenario. So, and the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you. Human senses, human senses are not the measure of what is or is not true in the universe. Experiments are. I'm just saying there must be so much space uh, that we're wasting if we could condense everything into just fitting into that little thing. Right? Yeah, in fact, most of matter is empty space. In fact, the first person to discover that, uh, sending particles through a gold foil and finding out a gold leaf just dangling there, and most particles just went right on through. And he concluded that matter must be mostly empty space. And he's rumored the next morning to have for having been the only person to have known this at that time, he was afraid to step on the floor out of fear he might fall through. That's how much he knew the empty space occupied the universe. He was really afraid to fall through the no, floor. No, I, I mean, it's, it's rumored that, just for a brief moment, I know, and I'm the only one in the, universe, in the world who knows how empty matter is, so I'm afraid to step upon it, because I might right. fall through. Well, yeah. it just shows that nerds, you know. Yeah, well, we... we when see, it comes you, to practice... You keep trying to use nerds like it's an insult, but there's like... No, no, no. It, today, uh, it's uh, a compliment. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not pulling me in on that. No. I'm just saying. And they're just applauding because <laughs> star fuckers and you're a star now. They don't, they don't know any of this shit either. Give me a break. Okay, so I want to ask you about Zika because you're a scientist at what? Not that I have any particular expertise on... Well, but you... you well, Mosquito-borne sir, viruses. But no, no, as a no. scientist, I, might, I may have something to add to your conversation, you, yes. You know more than the regular person. Perhaps, yes. Okay, I'm not asking you to get involved with the mosquito. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, that's fine. All right, mm-hmm. so... But I've heard you talk about evolution on... Cosmos. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And bugs, uh, like, you know, little bugs. Yeah, they evolve really effectively. Really effectively. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's what I want to get They to. can respond to change. So, by the way, evolution doesn't mean I'm an organism and then I adapt. All right? Many people don't understand. I remember what it is. Things change randomly, and then they are selected. Yes. Something, like so those white, that cannot like survive the white, die. Like the white polar bear. Yes. Those that cannot survive die. And those that have the feature that enables them to thrive in that environment right. continue. So, so nothing actually adapts. Like, an organism does not itself adapt. The species adapts by creating some members of itself that can thrive in that environment. That's correct. Okay. So now, what's so your So it question? fits all into a loop. <laughs> <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <it>? <laughs> no, 
No, okay. the issue with the Zika virus was the okay. funding to research it, right? All right, well, all right, well, let's involve our, our panel in that, because oh, they're the political sure. people. Now, you, see, look, look at that. You <laughs> fuck yourself out of more talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, you, I want you to involve it. Okay, yes, $1.9 billion is what President Obama asked to fight this about five months ago, and the Republican Congress, in all their glory, said, you know what, we've never said yes to anything. A plague is upon us. Still no. <laughs> Better, better to have a plague than to give Obama a win. But it's here now. Uh, a woman in New Jersey has it. Uh, they're saying that there is laboratory evidence that 300 women in America or American colonies might have it. Uh, it can also be transferred orally, vaginally, and anally. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> Uh, but probably not here because we don't have water. Yay, drought. Yay, drought. You know, the mosquitoes breed in water. Uh, but here's what Charles Beard, the insect-borne disease expert, said, and I hope this will wake people up to global warming, that there are so many ways it can get you. He said, with rising temperatures, you're speeding up the whole reproductive cycle of the mosquitoes. You get larger populations with more generations. And also, by the way, they go farther north. They're in Florida now, but they're going to be in Washington, D.C. with the rest of the bloodsuckers. You get it? Uh... You know what else you have? You have... There are many sort of parasitic vectors that are tamped down in their population over the winter months because in the cold right. they don't reproduce or they don't... And so if the winters are milder, then their birth... Then their, their population as you enter the spring begins at a higher level and can create far more devastation than would have otherwise been the case. Now, it's not a problem unless they're carrying some virus that is lethal. But that's what but, they do. Right, right. They so carry... And, and, always do, right? And, 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 well, the funding fight, though, shows how truly stupid we become, because it used to be, at least, that if there was a common threat, that would transcend partisan politics. But now we politicize everything, including, you know, diseases and pandemics. And, and it, it goes to, I think, the, the point you make very often about the war on science. You know, we need to have fact-based debates. That requires one basic thing. Everyone's right. entitled to their own opinion, but not every, you're not entitled to your own facts. And partisan media and ideological Kool-Aid have totally screwed us up on that point, so we can't reason together right now. Well, let's not pretend that, that there's a false equivalency. Right. I mean, that, there is a false equivalency. Let's yeah. not pre pretend that Democrats and Republicans equally deny science. No. Asymmetric polarization. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. But wait, it depends wait. on the... Uh, it depends on the issue. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, thank you. Thank, so, so, so don't play be all too high and mighty there, because there's certain aspects of science denial that are squarely in the liberal left. Like? Oh, really? You want to oh, have that conversation? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so well, I, you know, I know one, but what? I don't want to get into it. Okay, fine. So, so vaccine, what's number so, so vaccine denial. Vaccines. Vaccine yeah. denial. Good. Um, you look at... Right. For, That's the one. Well, there's more. You want, you want more? Okay. Yes, I want so, more. So you look at the movement towards... Um, uh, uh, what am I saying? Look, uh, uh, alternative medicine. For example, there are whole. Just hold on. So, so I'm with you on that, Doc. My point is, I have nothing against alternative medicine, but if you want to, well, in some cases I do. But the point is, to fully embrace alternative medicine means you are rejecting some forms of established science. Not rejecting. No, not that's not true. Not like, right, Eddie. Especially if you have like a Chinese herbalist. A lot of the Chinese herbs that people did not understand, the Chinese soups that you were drinking, those things are now being extracted and turned into pill form and pharmaceutical medicine. Correct. That and, and by the way, the medical community has been doing that for the last century and a half. 
They took all but of the, still all of the home, med, home remedies and said, why does this work? Let's find out. Let's extract this. And a whole generation of medicine emerged in the 20th century because of that very step. Yeah, but what and now said, we're and also was corrupted because what, what, yeah. it, was, it was taken over by Big Pharma. Yeah, that, that's the truth, too, is that... It was a holistic, big, natural medicine right. that's now taken over by big pharma. The profit motive got in the way of the truth. But, but the profit okay. motive also I can't get any proliferate good medicine so that many, many more people had it. The point is, not yes, everyone... It, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Well, that's the point. Not, not every side has, is on the side right. of the angels or the devils, right? right. No party has a monopoly on virtue or no. vice. And, and it all, you know, obviously business helps us get medicines. You know, it can reduce poverty. It can also corrupt things through profit motives. So but it's no, about what's the right We're being very balance. ignorant if we're saying that we're, the Republicans and Democrats equally deny science. Republicans right. definitely that's, deny science that's a lot what more I was saying. than the left. Why, and the why Democrats that, why, have things to answer why for, is that too. more and important the, to get to that point than to actually talk about, for instance, using because genetically Democrats modified... Because science much less the, the, than the right. They really do. We can the have right genetically modified mosquitoes right, right now attacking these yeah, mosquitoes. Right, there are right. groups that have been blocking... For instance, and the anti-GMO movement is... The anti-GMO, which is anti-scientific, even if you're part of it. I think the left. I'm just telling you... I agree with you. Okay, we're not arguing. I think how this conversation began. I think a more fundamental... Well... No, it's Let's started. not have a false equivalency and say the liberals are as bad. Size matters. Republicans are worse. It starts. That's just the truth. They deny global warming. But you always want to excuse me. But climate change is the biggest issue of our time. One party denies it. One party doesn't. Okay. We have to start from there. But the bigger issue is why did Noah bring the mosquitoes on the ark? <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> And so there's ticks. a debate about whether the ark carried flying things, by the way. <laughs> so, so you know. But it goes back to what you said at the beginning of the show. It's like, why does Donald Trump get a pass on so many things? Why isn't he tested in the crucible that Hillary Clinton is? It's definitely uneven. We have a higher standard for people on the left and the, on the right. It's kind of like, all right. Also, well, for, for people who, who lie... Like, oh, he tied his shoes. ...try to hold themselves to higher hey, standards. Hey, you know what? Con man Donald and, you know, I was however... Complicated Hillary Clinton, I do, but I think I also think that the left is better at holding their own people responsible. I was watching these protesters yesterday. Okay. Yeah, this is good. At, this is good. no. We should be talking about this. Okay, in San Jose, right? Yeah. I mean, there were people who were pelting Donald Trump supporters. These are liberals who hate Donald Trump. I understand why Mexican folks hate Donald Trump, and you know, there there's nothing that ruins the. <laughs> high from a fascist rally like an egg in the face. <laughs> but it's still wrong to do. Absolutely. And, and they make our side look bad. And in a, a week where Donald Trump had, had a horrible time, suddenly at the end he gets some sympathy. Those people couldn't have helped Donald Trump more than if they were on his payroll, burning right. the American flag, attacking his supporters. You got Protest means holding yourself to a higher standard. Otherwise, it's just mob violence and riot. What I don't understand is why... I, as an educator, I care about the population and the electorate. And all this attention going to complain about Donald Trump, you're not really complaining about Donald Trump. You're complaining that there is a major portion of the electorate who likes him. And so they are your actual right. object of your, of your ire. Agree. Okay, if they're the object of your ire, then shouldn't you be looking at the educational system that'll, that somehow allows people yeah. to, to not think about data? And not think about what is and is not true in this world. Isn't that where the focus and by should the be? Way, Rather than just you, you cannot 
Trump out of the contest, and the population who supports it will just wait for the next one to rise up, and you have to beat the next one over the and head. And even on top of the education, it's what are those issues? Because community forms around shared problems. So what are the issues those people that have formed around Trump, what are their problems, and how do we help them? Like, honestly, you got to try to help everybody. And if you're going to talk about the educational system, that is another place where liberals have a lot to answer for. They fucked it up as bad as anybody. And apologized for it. Hillary Clinton has said that, oh, it's because we haven't spent enough money on education. You can say a lot of things about education in this country, K through 12, over the last 40 years. Us not spending enough money is not one of the things that you can say with a straight face because we spend about three times per capita per student than we used to. And for that money, our kids should be doing much gooder. And they're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for new rules, everybody. New rules. Neural, in order to save time, just report when Russian Olympic athletes don't test positive for steroids. <laughs> we don't even need a test. If an athlete has super, superhuman strength, too much facial hair, and shriveled up balls, she is on steroids. <laughs> New rule, pretty girls can be gangsta too. Meet Sarah Seawright, who was arrested for aggravated robbery, kidnapping, and battery, and who's become an internet sensation because she's a real knockout. And by that I mean she'll sneak up behind you at the ATM and knock you the fuck out. Neural, <laughs> now that Stephen Hawking has called Trump a demagogue, Trump has to prove that one time he can just not respond. He's attacked prisoners of war and disabled reporters. Up, oh, too late. R2D2 Hawking is a terrible scientist. I love the universe. He has Lou Gehrig's disease, but none of his class. Thinks he's smart, but his law for constant surface gravity at the event horizon of black holes very stupid. That was for you. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck I got that. you, you. I got it. <laughs> Why do you boo? What's the booing? I didn't boo. No, them. Why is everybody so sensitive? Next rule. Humor. <laughs> New rule, someone must tell me what's the deal with old Asian people and sweeping. You gotta sweep out the bad luck. Sweep more, out the bad luck. More booing, more booing. And you're, you're embracing science in this. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> New rule, the Indian, well, you'll hate this one too. New rule, the Indian woman who recently gave birth to a 15-pound baby can be sued for... <laughs> I think they were just, just visualizing you right now. Visualizing <laughs> childbirth, I guess. <laughs> can be sued for damages by her vagina. If you deliver 15 pounds of anything, you're not a mom, you're a UPS truck. <laughs> Asked what the baby's gender was, doctor said, we're still poking around. <laughs> Doesn't it feel better to just let go? Just let go! Finally, new rule, since this year's presidential race features both an unabashed socialist and a bona fide capitalist pig, someone needs to explain to the free market solves everything crowd that when it comes to socialism, you're soaking in it.
Marco Rubio says, if you want to live in a socialist country, why not move to a socialist country? Oh, you mean like Florida, where everyone's on Social Security? <laughs> yes, so many Americans hate the word socialism, but love the concept. Medicare, unemployment, disability, farm subsidies. Forget the transgender debate. What America really needs is a separate bathroom for welfare queens. You know, back in February, when democracy was still serious and Trump was still a joke, 66% of young people told pollsters that corporate America, quote, embodies everything that is wrong with America. And that, more than anything else, is what this election is about. And what side you're on in that debate is all about your generation. Older Americans are more religious. And America's real religion is capitalism. And like any religion, it needs a devil. And that devil has always been socialism. In 1961, Ronald Reagan said if we passed Medicare, we'd wind up telling our children what it was once was like in America when men were free. Thanks, Nostra dumbass. <laughs> Oh, we hate the red team. <laughs> Republicans always think if you allow a little socialism, it'll spread out of control. But actually, it's the opposite. It's capitalism that we've let spread out of control. It's... It's eaten our democracy. It's eating our middle class. It's eaten our health care system, our prison system, our news media. It's even eaten our food system so thoroughly that a lot of our food is no longer something that should be eaten. <laughs> because, because capitalism is a shark or a tidal wave or pond scum, or whatever metaphor you like to describe an unthinking force that devours everything in its path. And now the latest thing it is scarfing down is our national parks. The government just announced they would be selling naming rights at the parks like we do at sports stadiums because the parks are $11 billion in debt. And since capitalism solves everything, cue corporate America who's always asking one simple question, how can we help? <laughs> Nothing in it for us. We just want to lend a hand. Like when Bill Cosby offers to help you with your modeling <laughs> career. <laughs> so get ready to see the bison roaming at Yellowstone with the Nike swoosh shaved into their ass. <laughs> and you'll... You'll no longer be having anonymous gay sex in Yosemite's rest area number 12. You'll be getting blown in the Quicken Loans men's room. <laughs> the Grand Tetons will be brought to you by Hooters and the... <laughs> and the Washington Monument by Cialis. <laughs> and the Statue of Liberty by Massengill. Give me your tired, you're hungry, you're feeling not so fresh. <laughs> you know, when you're handing over national parks to corporations, when the price of a life-saving drug goes up 5,000% overnight, when our elections are being bought by the evil puppet from the Saw movies, 
It's time to realize we're better off if there are a few things that free market profiteers can't get their cloven hooves on. On the same day I read about the $11 billion the parks need, there was also this headline, $40 billion Air Force tanker program delayed. Because that's the problem with the Grand Canyon. It doesn't make Boeing rich. It just sits there, stupid canyon. <laughs> I'm not arguing against the free market, just not for everything. It's funny, older people think socialism is capitalism's enemy, and younger people think it's capitalism's replacement, but they're both wrong. What socialism is, is capitalism's lap band, something to prevent it from eating everything. All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Connor Palace in Cleveland tomorrow. Wow, June 4th. And at Heinz Hall in Pittsburgh, July 8th. I want to thank John Avlin, Matt Welch, Eddie Wang, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Nick Hanauer. Join us tonight. Now, what am I saying on YouTube? <laughs>